All right, welcome back to the Mustang Manager Podcast. My guest today, native of Reno, Nevada, Malia Holt. Malia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Talk about uh, what's going on right now. So we're the Friday of Dead Week. Finals are coming up. Uh, how's the studies going and trying to keep the stress levels down? Yeah, I'm trying to get on top of my work and start early, but finals are always stressful, so we're just trying to keep it under control. What's your major, Malia? I'm a public health major. Okay, so you're public health major from Reno, Nevada, uh, born and raised? Yes. Okay, so uh, first time living in California is in San Luis Obispo. Talk about some of the biggest differences between back home and living here in San Luis. Um, weather, for sure. Back home, we get a lot of snow and rain in the winter, and yeah, it's just nice to have like a beach to go to, and uh, the scenery is a lot greener and so I thoroughly enjoy that. Absolutely. So your family's kind of got this legacy in basketball. Uh, really awesome story. Your parents, Craig and uh, Jamie, played for LMU uh, the late 80s to the early 90s. And then, of course, you and your sister are both on the team here at Cal Poly. Did you pretty much pick, a, pick up a basketball the day you were born, or is this something that took you a little bit longer to get into? Tell me how you got introduced to the game. Um, yeah, my parents, they always like kind of let us choose what sports we wanted to play. Um, they probably slightly pushed for basketball, but yeah, I played soccer, golf, and basketball, and then I just ended up choosing basketball, probably because my older sister was going to college to play it, and kind of wanted to carry on the legacy of my parents. So, Did you play uh, all three of those sports in high school as well, or was it like when, at what point were you 100% basketball? Um, when I started high school, I just focused on basketball. Okay, cool. So uh, in high school, you play uh, the varsity level. Were you all four years varsity or just sophomore, junior, senior year? Um, I broke my leg Grief. right before the freshman season. So I didn't even, I wasn't really on the team, but I um, was technically on varsity, just didn't play. And then throughout my sophomore, junior, and senior year, I was on varsity. So the three years you did get to play, you had a, a really successful career. You won three straight Northern Nevada championships. Uh, your senior year, you averaged 13-4-4. Four, and four. Uh, I think the most impressive stats of all about your high school career, in your three seasons, you went 70-11 and 11 overall, and you went 36-0 and 0 in league play. Uh, what was so dominant about your high school team, and, and what do you miss the most about playing in those days? Um, I think just... The caliber we had at this that time, um, a lot of us had played together like on travel teams, and so we had like really good chemistry. Um, and then also my dad was my coach, so I thought he was a great coach, and he really helped us out a lot. What's it like going through such an injury, like breaking your leg as a freshman in high school, and then having to go through that recovery process at such a young age into what it would become a very successful high school career what was that hurdle like that you overcame um at first it was difficult I mean it was like the first time I'd ever had a serious injury um yeah and I had to get like plates and screws put in my leg and it was like a very long process but I think it made me kind of enjoy and appreciate the sport a lot more and I was like really motivated to get back and do my best did you get injured on the court or was it something that happened off the basketball court um, it was on the court in the, like an AAU game during the summer. So, yeah. Man. Well, you, like we said, bounce back. And not only are you successful on the basketball court, you're very successful in the classroom in high school as well. Uh, member of National Honor Society, your academic all-state. Uh, 
graduate with presidential honors. So, you know, the motto here at Cal Poly is sort of athletic and academic excellence. And you really kind of hit the mark in both of those. Talk about Cal Poly. Now, your sister had gotten here before you. Was this a school that was always on your radar? Were there other offers on the table? What was it like being recruited to come to St. Louis? Um, I had kind of followed my sister here on like her own officials and really just enjoyed the area. Um, I was really open to going anywhere, but I really liked California when I was looking for a school. And I think just like after coming here and visiting my sister so many times, I just kind of fell in love with it. Um, and that's when I knew I just kind of, I guess, wanted to follow her here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So your sister, Breezy, you guys, I'm assuming, played the same high school together. Your dad was your coach. What was it like sort of coming up under her wing? Did she Is she really influential in teaching you a lot of the lessons that you learned? And especially, you know, when you come to Cal Poly, living as a freshman and in the dorms, kind of going through the freshman ordeal. What was it like having an older sister there that had sort of done this a year before you? Um, yeah, growing up, we're super competitive family. So, you know, I always wanted to be better than her, even though she was older. Um, but we really pushed each other to, like, go to the gym early in the morning and, like, shoot and go on runs together so that was really beneficial for me um, when I wasn't as motivated as a younger player Um, and then coming to college it was like I think a way easier transition for me because I already knew my sister and like I had a place she was off campus at the time but I had a place to go if I ever wanted like a good home-cooked meal or just needed someone there for me that knows my life and where I kind of come from so Yeah, it was a way easier transition for me, I think. Um, And it's also a lot more fun to have a sister around. Of course. Uh, So you come in and you uh, just jump right into your freshman year. Talk about the first set of workouts uh, moving into the dorms for the first time. I don't know if you lived in PCV in the summer coming into, uh, like a lot of freshmen do when they come in. What was that first transition like where it was real deal, you're now a Division I basketball player? Yeah, when I first came in, I I actually lived with my sister. I didn't live um, on campus. Um, So I didn't get to meet as many people as I had wanted to, but I tried to, like, you know, mingle with people and introduce myself. But freshman year, I lived in the red brick dorms. Um, I roomed with KV, and I don't know, I thought it was a lot of fun. Like, we got along really well. It was obviously different living, like, two feet away from someone the entire (laughs) year, but... Um, It was a great experience, and, like, I learned a lot about being, like, on my own and independent. So your freshman year, as far as uh, the season goes, you only get in 15 games, but you shoot 50% from the field. And, uh, you know, a lot of positive moments. I'm sure a lot of uh, memories you take away from that year. That was an interesting team that you played on your freshman year. I mean, you had seven seniors and just sort of this huge influx of leadership. What was that dynamic like having – being so stacked up on the senior level coming in as a freshman? Yeah, I think it was a really big learning year for me. I kind of knew coming in that there was a lot of uh, players ahead of me in my position um, or just like a lot in my position in general, but it was a really good learning year for me. Um, I kind of got to, you know, when I did get in, I try and learn from people and the upperclassmen and uh, just try and like embrace the moments I did get playing time. and, like, just learn from the people who are out on the court and, like, what the coaches are looking for. Freshman year ends, and just like that, we actually talked about this with uh, KB. You go from seven seniors, graduate, here come seven freshmen. So the 
the dynamic just instantly flips on you just like that. And all of a sudden, now you have really almost a majority of the players on the team younger than you. What was that like having all the newcomers come in and then all of a sudden people are looking to you for answers like, hey, Malia, I'm going through this, you know, what do I do? What was that like? Yeah, it was a huge jump because the year before I really wasn't, I'd say, a leader on the team. I was more of like the freshman coming in trying to learn. And Mm -hmm. then um, this year is kind of different. I kind of had to like step up and help those trying to get like initiated into the, uh, the team. And I think it really made me grow as a player because I had to take on like a leadership role. Um, while also trying to like figure things out myself. So you get into the season and you get off to a really great start. There were some phenomenal games that you played uh, in your very first game of the year, 13 points, uh, four rebounds, eight assists against Academy of Art here at home and uh, a victory. You guys go one and oh. Talk about the work that you put in up to the start of this season uh, all the way back from the spring of last year through the summer and up into the fall. What were some things that you were looking to improve personally in your game that you saw uh, sort of transpire on the court? Um, yeah, I just wanted to, like, gain my confidence. Um, and I always say, like, the best way to do that is just to play. So I just kind of played as much as I could um, back home, just, like, against guys or, you know, against my sisters one-on-one. Um, I just wanted to improve, like, every part of my game, really, and just, like, lift it to the level that I knew our team was trying to get at. So that was really my goal. What are the biggest similarities and differences in the style of play between you and your sister? Where are you guys very much the same, but what really makes you two uh, very different players? Um, we're different because, uh, well, she's taller than me, so she, yeah, that's like the biggest difference, but <laughs> she, um, she's always been a really good attacker and she has a nice jump shot. Um, I always say she's like a scorer. Um, and then I just feel like my game's like more um, I, like I kind of know the game and I, I think I have a really good um, I'm forgetting the word uh, like IQ of the game. <laughs> um, so I really try I mean I'm a point guard so I really try and like penetrate and create for others uh, while also looking for my own shots but I like to uh, really try and dish people well. And you did dish, dish people well. Like we said, you had eight assists in your first game against Academy of Art, and then you uh, had eight assists again against Sacramento State, and there were a plethora of games where you know your ability to create for your teammates was on display. Talk a little bit about your relationship with Di Staley, who was a senior point guard this year. Her game is really centered around creating for others and, and really is a defensive specialist. Uh, what are some things that you've learned from her? And talk about the relationship you two have developed. Yeah, I learned a lot from Di. I mean, if you've ever seen her play, she's always up in your grill. So it taught me to kind of um, learn to protect the ball a lot and um, kind of go against quicker players. Um, but my last year, um, I got to play with her and sometimes without her. Um, there was a couple games at the beginning she had gotten foul trouble. So I kind of had to step up and try and lead the team the way she was. So she really taught me how to just kind of um, – lead the team and like make sure everyone's on the same page Um, but she really pushes me and she was really like a feisty gritty player and that's kind of what I want to replicate my game as. Game certainly showed as we've mentioned at the start of the year really successful showings but then again we have the injuries come back to you. Uh, You're injured for 11 games this year. Talk about what that injury was, how it happened and uh, you know, when, when you got to the point where you said, I just, I got to start missing games, I can't play anymore. 
Yeah, um, I had been feeling like a what I thought was a shin splint in my right leg, the one I had previously broken um, in my high school career. Um, and I thought I could just play through it. You know, I just I went to the trainers a lot, and they're like, just see, like we'll do a couple things, and then if it's not feeling better, we'll get it checked out. Um, and ended up not feeling better, so I got it checked out, and it was a um, a stress fracture in my fibula. So. Um, they weren't sure exactly the cause, but they think it was just um, a result of my last um, injury, just like not gaining full mobility in like my ankles and like my hips and stuff and just made me cause a lot of pressure on the fibula. So that's why they think I did it. So I've just been trying to keep it under control lately. <laughs> well, you, you did get to a point where you could return after the 11 games, you were able to sort of finish out the second half of conference play. Did you play those games at 100% or was it sort of like, let me get to a point where I can feel like I can get back on the court and then let's just try to finish out the year? Um, no, I, I got to 100%. I didn't feel like coming back and trying to get back early would benefit me since I had already been out so many games. Um, I obviously wanted to get back as soon as I could, but I wanted to make sure everything was healed up right and I wasn't going to set myself back even more. So I was 100%. I just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is, there, is there anything that you're doing now to sort of deal with that injury or is that kind of all in the past? And then is there anything preventative that you're going to be doing going forward to maybe try to take a little bit better care of the legs going forward? Yeah, I mean, I'm always trying to, like, gain ankle mobility. Um it's hard. I'm like, if you ask anyone on the team, like, I'm probably the one who stretches and rolls out the most, and yeah, I'm the one who <laughs> always getting gets, injured. Yeah, who gets hurt. So, um, I feel like I'm pretty good about like maintaining like my body and like making sure that I'm getting into the training room and like um, taking care of things. But like, just going forward, trying to um, stay in shape while not like overusing my legs. So I try and like swim or like bike as much as I can, and then you know when I have to run and make sure getting in shape I do that what are some goals going towards next season you're about to enter into your two years as an upperclassman at Cal Poly and you know looking to be the primary ball handler for the Mustangs what are some things that uh, you personally want to get better at and add to your game that you think will directly impact the team in a successful way um yeah I want to be more aggressive on the offensive end um as much as I want to be like a great defensive player and like gritty player out there and like distributing to everybody on the team, I also want to make sure people are respecting my game. So just moving forward, like being aggressive on the offensive end and um, working on my shot and things like that. Talk about the assistant coach staff that you have here. Every obviously everybody's got the there's the legacy and the reputation of Coach Faith, who's been here for over two decades. But talk about how instrumental those assistant coaches are to the development of your game, to making sure that everything's going smoothly while you guys are in season, uh, anything that they do. Yeah, the assistant coaches are like one of the backbones of our program. Um, sometimes like during practice, Coach Faith is really toned in on like the entire team and it's nice to be able to step off and like ask Coach Duke, like, Wait, what do you think about this or what was I doing wrong um, to get like a more personal one-on-one -on -one, uh, answer from them. Um, and then they also, um, this spring, they've really worked hard to make sure that they're developing, like, us as players. So um, along with that, like, the guards will do their workouts and the folks will do their own workouts. And I think they've done a great job just developing us this spring. Yeah. Uh, talk about life off the court a little bit here in San Luis. What are some hobbies that you've picked up while on slow? Uh, what are some maybe 
hidden uh, talents or tricks that you have or maybe some things that you're super interested in that uh, the casual fan might not know about you? Um, I love to cook. I'm a cooker, so um, I'd say not really on my free time, but if I just have time, I like to like sit down and make like, a great meal for myself. Um, and then obviously I came here, I love the beach, so I'm always trying to do something outside, laying out in my backyard, just um, hanging around. That's like, I'm like a chill person, so I just, yeah, I just like to hang out with friends and stuff like that. What's the best meal that you can cook? Oh, um, that's a good question. <laughs> um, probably, I'm very good at cooking vegetables, so that's you beneficial, you know, but probably just like some Brussels sprouts, um, quinoa, some chicken, maybe a chicken salad. Um, I try and eat healthy, try, so something along those lines, yeah. Very Division One friendly <laughs> meal right there. Do uh, do you have a lot of your teammates, like, hitting you up, like, hey, Malia, like, you want to make us dinner? You, can we come over? Things like that. Yeah, the freshmen, for sure. Oh, because yeah. Because they probably get sick of campus food. Um, yeah, and then I feel like I've rubbed off on KB also a little yeah. bit. Like, she's been cooking a lot, so I'm very proud, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Uh, was that something that you really picked up once you started living off campus? I mean, I imagine it was probably pretty difficult to cook while you were in the freshman dorms. Uh, yeah, difficult to cook in the freshman dorms. I didn't do that, but um, kind of grew up just like watching my parents cook, and I, yeah. I just enjoy having like fresh meals. So once I was off campus, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to cook all the time. <laughs> so your parents obviously played Division One basketball, and, and so, you know, do they offer – a lot of advice to you or you know what's that relationship like now that you're at the division one level do you guys sit down and watch film i mean how technical do they get about your game are they more on the supportive side you know what's what's the situation like there um well in high school some both my coach or my parents coached us um they were definitely like really honest and like looking at every aspect of our game but i feel like um kind of once we got to college they let us like figure out on our own they offer us insight, like, whenever they see us play, like, you should do this, or I, I noticed you should be working on maybe this aspect of your game, but they're definitely a lot more relaxed in the sense that they're kind of letting us, like, play rather than coach, and they're more, like, supporters now than coaches, which is kind of nice. What were the best things about their games back in, in their prime days, and maybe what are some things as you look at, at uh, your mom and her career in Division One women's basketball athletics, you think, man, I'd really like to get as good as my mom was at this. Um, yeah, I think just based off of what I've heard, and I haven't gotten to see film of her play yet, but she was, uh, people were scared of her kind of to play, <laughs> so, you know, she was all over the boards, always on the floor, diving for balls, um, so I really try and be like that, just like gritty and everywhere, um, and so yeah, I, I really look up to her for that part of her game. Talk about the this phrase that goes around campus a little bit. It's called mop magic. And uh, it's, it was on display for you guys a couple of times this year. And, and what is mop magic to the casual fan? What does that mean to you and some of the experiences you have with that? Um, mop magic, I would just say um, it's just like a feeling you have when like things just are perfect. Um, like I could just think of a couple times like during games, it's just considered mop magic. Like our game against Long Beach we were hitting like crazy fadeaway shots and it's just like a special moment that I think people experience a lot. Talk about the fans too as well uh, the fact that Mott always just seems to have 
strong crowds and, and people always like to come out and, and watch you guys play. Does that uh, make you feel special when you go out and you know have a big game against Santa Barbara and the house is packed? And in the case of this year, you guys go ahead and get a win. I mean, what's that like for you? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things I was drawn to when I first came here was like the community. Um, and I think we just have great fans in the community who come and support us, which is really nice. Um, and I think it just like, especially like even our band, like that's one of our favorite mm-hmm. parts is that they're just, they're always there. They're hyped up for us. And it really, it makes us want to play for like the community. Mm-hmm. What are some things that you want to accomplish when it's all said and done? Uh, you know, even between you and your sister, this family legacy that you guys have established here at Cal Poly, what are some goals that you know, when you walk across the stage and get your diploma, say, I, I did this and this is what I'm most proud of? Um, obviously, getting my degree is one of the most important parts, but I also just want to make sure that I'm um, leaving everything I have kind of out on the court and in the classroom, just making sure that I kind of have no regrets once it's all said and done. So we talked a little bit about your degree. We haven't talked much about the academic side of Cal Poly, and you know, Cal Poly has always got this reputation of being this super hard academic uh, institution. Do you really struggle through your major classes? I mean, people always are complaining things like that, but talk about your major and uh, some of the harder classes you've taken and the experiences you've had and some of the things you've learned sort of going through the rigors of the academics here at Cal Poly. Yeah, um, my major is actually new, so this is the first year, um, so I kind of feel like a guinea pig in some of my classes, mm-hmm. like no one really knows what's yeah. happened, but um, definitely like my support classes, like my bios, my chems, my microbiologies, those are like one of the more difficult side of my um, major, but I'm like finishing all those up and like excited to get into my major classes, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it gets difficult, but I think, like, if you stay on top of things and, like, you know, do well in the classes, you know you can get good grades in. Like, it'll help your GPA a lot. And so, yeah, I just try and really focus. I'm a big, like, academic person. I really, like, take pride in it. So I just try and focus on, like, doing my best in classes. And, like, when I get a bad grade, I'm just like, you know, I did my best. So you got to, like, kind of move on. Mm-hmm. Is there a, a pretty – heated competition on the team for best GPA and best student and things like that? Yeah, Coach Faith um, has us in academic teams, and then, you know, a certain team will win based off of, like, cumulative GPA at the end of the quarter. And then she also gives out prizes to, like, the top GPA um, students. And so she kind of goes in order of, like, sending GPA. So, I mean, the prizes at the end of the quarter are always something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. So that, yeah, that definitely pushes us, I think, to – better who's up there with you as far as you know highest gpa on the team and who are you competing with the most to get in on some of these prizes and kind of being known as the the best student on the team um katie nunley i think has had like a 4.0 gpa for like past wow entire career of her life um yeah (laughs) so she's always up there um actually my sister and i tied last time so always competing with her never goes away and then like maddie vicks intelligent kb and i used to be i used to be a kinesiology major i switched so i was always kind of in competition with her too but mm-hmm. um yeah i feel like everyone kind of pushes themselves so right it's good for us yeah so talk a little bit about post-graduation i mean do you want to pursue something in basketball as far as your career do you want to be more major related i mean how much have you even thought about that given you're only halfway through your time here at cal poly yeah i try and think about it just because 
you know, like at family meals, people always want to ask. Right. Oh, what's yeah, it's the Thanksgiving plan? question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't think I'll be doing anything with basketball. Like, obviously, I'll probably want to play and stuff, but more just like for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, probably go. I'm, I'm thinking something in the medical field, um, maybe something like graduate school. Um, I'm not 100% sure what field right. yet. Still trying to figure it out, but yeah, I'm kind of. I'll be excited to just like start my career and kind of do something new and get out of my comfort zone. Yeah, good thing is you got plenty of time to kind of get all that figured out. So <laughs> I'm sure you're kind of like telling the family members, hold off yeah. on that. Like, you know, I don't have to make that decision right now. How often do you get to go back to Reno? Uh, are you going to go back and spend some time there this summer? And uh, you know, how much of your family is back in Reno? And and do you get to see your family a whole lot since you've sort of jumped onto the division one train yeah i will be back in reno for a week after these next finals and then um we get to go home from like august 15th till school starts sometime in september um but i try and go home like whenever i can so like spring break a little bit at christmas um and then like maybe one time like a weekend over um during spring, like I went home for Memorial Day, and that was nice. Um, but I have two of my cousins in Reno, my grandparents, and then just my family there right now, and then the rest are kind of spread out. So it's nice to go back home and see like a couple of members of my family, but um, yeah. Cool. Talk to me about your first ever Division One game. Any player that comes onto this podcast gets asked this question. Uh, tell me what you remember about it. Uh, who were you playing? Where was it at? What were some of the feelings that you kind of had going through your head the first time you had checked into a Division One basketball game? Yeah, I think it was more of a scrimmage. It was the very first time against San Jose. Um, and Coach Faith kind of gave, like, a lot of the younger players just, like, an opportunity to, like, get in and kind of see what we were, like, worth, I guess. Um, I was extremely nervous because I didn't want to, like, mess up. Um, I think I was, like, a little timid. I just, like, didn't want to turn it over. Like, just make sure, like, everything I could do was, like, perfect, Um, which probably was not great because I was probably not doing anything out there. But we got to, like, do more scrimmaging. Like, we split up, and I got to, like, play uh, half court against San Jose um, on both ends. And that was really nice just because I started to gain a little bit more confidence and, like, kind of understood, like, oh, like, I can play out here I can like shoot the ball it's okay to like you know be out here and do my best so yeah it was in San Jose and I was very nervous but it was fun and it was a good opportunity for sure it's kind of something everybody's got to go through you know that first that first game but uh talk to me about some of the things that you're most confident in your game you know when you step on the floor you think okay I am the best at this you know is it a ball handling thing is it the ability to see the floor and open up opportunities for your teammates? Is it more of a scoring thing? Talk to me about your strongest asset of your game. Yeah, I think it's, like, my IQ and, like, my ability to see players. Um, That's what I really try and, like, use to my advantage. Um, And then I've just been working on, like, trying to penetrate and find people based off that. So, um, yeah. Talk to me about road trips and sort of the – the grind that goes into that, you know, a lot, nobody ever sees the road trips, you know, you guys are checking in super late to hotels or getting back to San Luis at like two or three in the morning. Um, what are some things you wish you could change about road trips? If you get one thing that you could change about road trips in general, what would you do? Um, 
I don't like to be like sitting for that long, so I would like push a button and just be there already. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's not possible, but um, other than that, I don't know. I really enjoy road trips just because we kind of like bond as a team. Um, the only thing I would change is like maybe being able to have like our fans there with us, yeah. um, or like you know just like a couple people to cheer us on. Where are some of the uh, best places you've ever gotten to travel? Some of your favorite memories? Uh, maybe a road trip if you could do it over again. You know, just to experience it again. You had so much fun. Where would you go? Um, that we've already been to. Yeah, that you've been to. Mm. I really enjoyed Hawaii for sure. Uh, I didn't get to go last year because I was hurt, so I stayed back. But my first year, it was really fun. Um, and like you, could, you can't not like Hawaii, right? So of course, I'd probably yeah. for sure go back there. Yeah, it's kind of nice having Hawaii in our conference. Yeah. It's like gives us an excuse to fly all the way out there every year. Uh, are you much of a travel person? I mean, would you do you care to kind of get around the country or get around the world? You know, what's your what's your take on that? Yeah, I love to travel. Um, I can't say I've been like many places, but I definitely have like that travel bug. I try and like, try when I have time to do that. We don't have a lot of time just now, um, but hopefully, I, like once I've graduated, I'll take maybe a year and like, go experience some things. Mm -hmm. So we had mentioned some of the other sports that you played growing up. If for whatever reason you couldn't play basketball, what sport do you think you would have taken up? Um. Never played this sport, but I think I'd try tennis. Really? Yeah, I just think, like, it's outside. Um, it doesn't look like they have to run that much. <laughs> so Some of the I, tennis yeah. players might have something else to say about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could be wrong, so don't get mad at me. But, um, yeah, just, like, being outside I think is fun. I like to be out there. And, like, it just looks like a fun sport and, like, still competitive. So, yeah, probably that. Yeah. What are some things that you wish you knew kind of rolling in? I mean, obviously, you kind of you got to cheat a little bit. I mean, your older sister's here, so she she got to tell you a lot of things. But looking back, maybe some things that you would have done differently, whether it just even be logistically, like, I wish I would have done this in the freshman dorm. Life would have been so much easier. You know, what are some things looking back that you would have changed? Um, I think, like, just getting to know people in my dorm better. Um we were super busy, so we were, like, always in and out, but KB and I always say, like, we should have just, like, gone and, like, put ourselves out there and, like, introduced ourselves. Um, so I think that's my biggest thing is, like, you can never have too many friends or, like, know too many people. So I think I would have, like, just done that more. Um, and then just, like, taking advantage of, like, what Cal Poly has to offer, like, the career services and the career fairs and, um, just like different things like that that I didn't even know we had yet. Uh, talk a little bit about like some of the things Polly has to offer. Like how often are you using the rec center? And like you know, like even things like sand volleyball courts and just like the pools we all have back there. Uh, I personally find myself that like a lot of those amenities, you kind of feel like you don't have enough time to use it, and you kind of wish you had more. What sort of thing on campus you kind of use the most? Um. Yeah, probably the rec center. I like to, I mean, whether I'm, like, out there tanning or, like, just, like, working out or swimming. Um, I wish I did more beach volleyball. We did that, like, as a team the other week, and it was super fun. But I probably use that the most just because it has a lot to, like, offer. Who is the most competitive person on the team, in your opinion? Um, 
got a lot of options, that's yeah. for sure. Um, maybe myself, Maddie Vick. Um, yeah, probably Maddie Vick or like myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, Maddie Vick is one of like an army of red shirts that you guys had this year. Yes. Obviously, Sierra had to red shirt. Hannah had to sit out for half a year. Uh, who else had to red shirt? For uh, um, who Sierra. else did red shirt? Oh, uh, Becca. Becca, yeah. So talk about the team next year and, and sort of like all of this influx of new players that you're going to get to put on the court. Not just new players, but people that have been here for a whole year. And these girls that are already comfortable with your guys' system and your guys' chemistry, I mean, do you think that's going to be a pretty big advantage for your team next year? Yeah, I think um, Sierra's also another competitive player, but I mm -hmm. think um, having players who have already played, like Hana, Alicia, like a couple of them, and then having players that have played at other systems, like Sierra, um, I think, and then like just with the newcomers, I think it'll be a little bit of a transition, just like making sure our chemistry is there, but that's one of the biggest things we've worked on this spring is, like, trying to integrate everyone into the system and making sure that we're playing well together, um, especially so that we're, like, wholesome before the new freshmen come in. Mm -hmm. You're just about through two years here at Cal Poly. You're about the halfway mark. Does it feel like two years? I mean, how fast is the, have these two years gone for you? And is it, I mean, really just been a huge blur for you? Yeah, I felt like this past year went by, like, the quickest for sure. Um, and, like, I, I wanted to go slower, but I also want to graduate. So it's like that kind of, yeah, you want both to happen. But um, I think, wait, what was the question? Just how fast these two years oh, have yeah, gone yeah. for you. Um, yeah, it's gone fast. And I think, like I just, like I said, I wanted it to slow down. And, like, so I could go and do, like, different things and experience, like, you know, slow, like, the different hikes and everything, and then also, like, get on top of my academics and stuff. Mm -hmm. I know that's kind of the dichotomy that Cal Poly students have. It's like you want it to slow down because you're living in San Luis for four years, but it's like you're going to school, so it's yeah. like uh, you kind of want to get out of there for that. Uh, talk about women's basketball and uh, the fact that, you know, you guys go out and uh, get to travel all over the country and, you know, there's a lot of stigma that people are like, women's basketball is not as interesting. You know, there's not as big crowds and things like that. And to be honest, the year that I've been here, getting to sit courtside at some of your guys' games, understanding that really it's just as exciting and a lot of times much more exciting than a lot of the men's games that are played, honestly. Talk about that stereotype and, and you know, why you think that's not true. Um, yeah, I mean, the stereotype kind of stinks just because um, – you know, people, like, students won't come as much to our games because they'll, like, think it's not as fun or anything. Um, I guess it's different because I'm out there playing, and I, like, I think it's so much fun, and, like, it's so much fun to enjoy. So, um, it, like, it's frustrating at times, but, like, all you can do is just try and tell people, like, come out and support. Like, we really, like, appreciate you, and, like, making sure they know how much we appreciate it. I think it, like kind of pushes other people like oh like we should go see a game maybe and then hopefully like once they watch us they'll think like it was enjoyable to watch and that they'd come back for more well that's what i've kind of seen it's really not as much of a stereotype especially with our student body it's just people don't really know mm -hmm. you know people don't really hear about our games or don't really maybe know the players that well and so you know i think getting you guys broadcasted out there like hey you know come to our games i think that's a, a huge piece to to sort of promote uh, men's and women's basketball here at Cal Poly. So 
what's the best thing about this school? Like if you could sell Cal Poly to somebody, I mean, like what is the absolute, the first thing that comes to mind, the reason I love Cal Poly is this. Um, I'd say it's the community. Like everyone supports each other. Um, it doesn't matter like who you are, what you do or where you came from. I feel like everyone is integrated into something or some hobby or some piece of Cal Poly that like makes them feel very welcome. And I appreciate that a lot because, um, it's, it's difficult as a freshman to come in and like you don't know anyone and it was easier for me because I had a team but for those maybe who don't have a team or just came in kind of on their own I think that Cal Poly does a really good job of like making sure that you have someone or a place to be that um, you fit in with or something. Mm -hmm. So Malia you are an all-state academic graduate your high school with presidential honors, you take on this new major at Cal Poly, you want to pursue medical field while being a Division One athlete. So I think you're more than qualified to answer this question. To all of our listeners out there, what is your best piece of advice for getting through finals week? Um, stay on top of things, start early, um, get sleep, and it's going to be hard because you're going to want to like go and do something with friends where you just like have to buckle down for like one week of your life. Um, so yeah, just you'll get through it, but just, just got to push through. Absolutely. Malia Holt, thanks for your time, for the insights, for the stories. We appreciate you coming on to the podcast. Yep. Thank you. All righty. That's going to do it for this episode of the Mustang Manager Podcast with my guest, Malia Holt. If you want more information about this episode and the rest of the podcast, go ahead and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Just search for Mustang Manager Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. That's all for us today. We'll see you next time on the Mustang Manager Podcast. Peace.